our subject for this morning is a familiar passage of scripture. Matter of fact, the thing is, as far as the scripture is concerned, we have a tendency to um, um, do something like this during Easter, uh, something along that line. Uh, but th the fact is that it's, it's more than that. It's more than that. And so we're looking at when mercy says no. And we, we want to look at this thing and we want to analyze an individual. And we go back and we see that when you start reading the text, it gives good theology, it, it, it gives a good lesson for those who don't know Christ. Uh, th there's a number of things that goes on. You see a flexing of, of the, uh, the God here. There's a number of things goes on in that moment when mercy says no. So uh, as we go through this, let's bow in a word of prayer. Father, as we bow this morning, may you be glorified in all said and done. Lead and guide us. Thank you for our time together. Help me to clearly share it with the saints. And help us to see your heart. As we go back to Calvary and see all the work that's going on. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we start off with the, with the really almost in the middle of it. And it says, he saved others. He cannot save himself. He's the king of the Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if he denies him. For he said, I am the son of God. And the robbers, that's important. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him the same way. The, the, the Lord wanted us to see the text. God wanted us to see everything that's going on. Every, see, like everything is going wrong. Jesus is being stumped on. But understand, he planned it. And so as we go in our introduction, a closer look at the text and Calvary will give us a clear view of its intensity. The holiness of God. Sin must and will be dealt with. Calvary is a reminder that sin must be and will be dealt with. God's judgment, God says, I will not let this thing pass. It's not based on what you do. All of your works of righteousness are as filthy rags. And if you think that doing something will make you good, you're fooling yourself. If it's not at Calvary, you are going to burn in the lake of fire forever, and you'll never see or hear me again. You'll be forever without God. The demons know about it, and they are afraid. They tremble. Next. The humility of Christ, the only hope for deliverance from the wrath of God. Then we see the horrific response to God's only provision. Then we see the high point of God's mercy in the final moments. So as we go through this thing then, let's think it through. Let's look at at least three snapshots of the narrative written for our learning and application. The first thing we talk about off a snapshot, the first one is the cruel 
circumstances. The second, the continued criticism. It, not only are you in an environment, but it's what people, have, you know, when people, you like folks to say nice things about you. But what happens when they don't? What happens when there's a constant flow and there's no let up on you at all? From the Roman soldiers who don't care, the leaders who hate you and who have taunted you and caused this thing in the first place, and then the criminals on their way out and yet still, <laughs> they're dying with you and they still got a harsh word. Man, you sitting there, you don't die with me and you have a nerve to be talking about me, you know? There was no relief. There was no one. None. Three, the critical change. The cruel circumstances, continue criticism, the critical change. Let's get into the text then. First, we'll look at the cruel circumstances, Matthew 27, 34 to 38. There's two passages of scripture that we're looking at. The first one is Matthew, which will show him as king. And then uh, you look at Luke as the son of God. Now, as king, you can only, we can only get so much out of this, but Luke is more descriptive. Luke began to write things out so we can better understand the text. So then, um, so we'll start off with Matthew. And as we start off with Matthew, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall, but when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garment among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head they put the charge against him which read, This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right hand and one on the left. The biblical historical a narrative directs our attention to a hostile crowd, the cruel Romans' method of punishment, Christ and two robbers facing inevitable death. Judgment was the word for the moment, and nothing seemed to be in place to prevent it from happening. Everybody who was on that cross was going to die. <laughs> it was inevitable. If you're doing your own thing, you're going to die. You got caught, you're going to die. Okay. Okay. Everyone on that cross was going to die. There was no getting away from that. There was no miracles along that line. The robbers, because of their plans and their sins, caused them to finally get caught and tried. Jesus, because the fulfillment of his plan, had to be there to die for the sins of the whole world. One, because man wanted to do it my way. I did it my way. Remember that's Frank Sinatra years ago. I did it my way, and both of them got caught and hanging up there. You did it your way, and you're going out. And, the way, and they did it their way, and they, they found themselves on the cross. The world doesn't want them, and then when they do die, the judgment of God is going to smack them into eternity. Oh, they did it their way. There's a way that may seem right to man, but the end thereof is the word of what? Way of death. They did it their way. But Jesus, 
Also, what is the odds of God being there at the same time? How many guys have died on the cross? The cross was a very cruel method, method of uh, crucifying a person. And Romans uh, picked it up from another group of uh, individuals, but, uh, but they really brought it forth. And, and they were always hanging them up there as an example to the rest of the people. And Jesus Christ was among these robbers. That dark day of Calvary had to happen in order to punish the robbers who were driven by sin and to crucify Christ who were prepared for what that moment uh, to forever remember and redeem the curse of sin. One was because and the other the cleansing. That's what Calvary was all about. Something else. Number two, the continued criticism and the crucifixion. Luke 23, 32 to 38. There'll be a second part of the, te the text there. And it says, two others were uh, criminals who were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, Golgotha has been the name, they, uh, there they crucified him and the, and the criminals, one on his right and, and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments, and the people stood by watching. But the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others? Let him save himself. If he's, he's the Christ of God, his, his chosen one, then you see, and the soldiers also mocked him coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, this is the king of the Jews. The Roman soldiers crucified him and mocked him. The religious leaders berated him. The people became willing participants in the process. When you see all of that happening, made some observations there. But the manipulator was behind the whole scene, remaining hidden, but pushing the intensity of the moment. Do you see it? All of that hostility, and behind that there was a hand, and his name was Satan. Satan said, the Bible says, Satan left him for a little while and tempted him uh, to, to bow down. Now Satan is there to tempt him to come down. You don't have to come to go through this. Come down. And so, so Satan now pushed on all of the negative pressure. And, all, and you see Satan with the soldiers, Satan with the leaders, Satan with the robbers. He surrounds Jesus Christ with all of this. And Jesus Christ says, while I'm going through this, remember the lesson that we're looking at Jesus. I do, you watch. Okay. While I'm going through all of this, I do, you watch. You watch what's going on. You watch all the things that's going on. I do, you watch. Through all of this, our Savior's compassionate voice was, was recorded, praying to the Father. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They didn't know. They, if they had known for just a second, 
that the God who created them was the same one on the cross dying for them. Had they only seen it with their eye, they really didn't know. Why didn't they know? They were blinded by the God of this world, pushed by the God of this world, driven by the God of this world. It's amazing when you have emotion. My concern is what's driving your emotions? The pushing of Satan or the power of God? I do, you watch. And he says, in the midst of all of this, what did you see me do? Well, Lord, I see now, um, you didn't curse them out. You didn't wish any ill will toward them. That would be inconsistent with God's but He would have messed up then. How are you going to die for somebody and uh, curse folks out and they're going to die on the cross of Calvary shed the blood? You know? Inconsistent. Then I do, you watch. What, what, do you, what do you see me doing then? What do, you do, what do you do when nobody seems to like you or talk against you and everything else? What do you do when you are part of my family? I do, you watch. What do you do in this life while you're living? What do you do? He says, let me remind you. Father, forgive them. For they know not. What they do, what they do. Why do you want to, why would you expect unbelievers to act like believers? Especially toward you. Maybe it's a sense of entitlement. Maybe it's because, you know, I'm a Christian and I've been nice, so therefore they should, the word reciprocate, they should be nice back to me. But what if they don't? What if they don't like you? What if they, they reel against you? What if they make fun of you? What do you do then? The Lord says, I do, you watch. The persons that come, I'm going to leave, but not, remember, the servant is no higher than his master. If they did it to me, don't think that this is just a history book that you close and walk away. It's going to happen to you. It might be on your job. It might be in your family. It can be in a number of places. But if they did it to me, mark this, they will do it to you every time. Every time. Words and action must never keep us from staying with the plan. The moment we react, we will become a part of the problem instead of the solution. Jesus wants to stay with the plan, understanding this, as long as he stayed with the plan, he was part of the solution. Everything else had been fulfilled. All he had to do now was die. Don't mess up now with all this criticism. They tried to kill him when he was a baby. They tried to cast him. They tried to uh, stone him, cast him off and off a cliff and everything else. He made it through all of this. Don't let these people now with their words cause you to trip. The critical change. Been very patient. Look at the critical change that takes place here. 
One of the criminals who uh, were hanged reeled at him saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. And you remember that statement back in Matthew? But, whenever the, the conscience, that word but always changed, right? The conjunction with a function. But, it says, but the other rebuked him saying, do you not fear God? Since you are under the same sense of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due rewards of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. He's done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. What happened? And he said to him, truly I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. Now, now a switch. It was two going into eternal hell. Not only one going to eternal hell. <laughs> two going to glory. Because one, the lights all of a sudden flicked on. Problem. How did it flick on? Who told him? What did he read it in those last moments? Where did he get that information? The thief's perspective shift. But the other rebuked him saying, do you not fear God since you are under the same uh, sentence? And we indeed justly for we receiving the due reward for our deeds for this man has done nothing. Boy, very clearly, he understands it. He said, we, we, we belong here. God should be doing what he's going to do for eternity, and, and, and the people don't want us. We, 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 uh, we don't belong anywhere. God's committed to shut out our lights. We don't belong anywhere. So, man, shut up. We're in trouble anyway. And if we did come down, we'd get caught again and get back up here. So, hey, listen. Uh, just shut up. Now, Jesus didn't ask him to be a lawyer, did he? But all of a sudden, his mind changed. And it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing when the moment that Jesus changed your mind, there's nothing that can be said to change it back. Observation. His sovereign will and grace, God drew him to himself. Remember what, remember what John said? No man comes into the Father. You know, come to me except the Father draws him. That's the key. No man comes into me except the Father draws him. No, you can be out in that street. You can be doing a number of things with all of these folks for years and years and years, but none of them will ever come to Christ until God draws. I, I was talking to a pastor uh, and uh, his church and had been ministering to the community and, and the food programs and all these other things. And the same people come because the food is there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, through all of this, he says, there had been no change. No change. 
But when the father does change, there was another guy who, uh, who was a player and, uh, and he had his life turned around and the Lord changed that man's life and, um, um, and not only changed his life, he got saved. Um, he's in a predicament. I, I wish that we can talk, that we can start meeting with breakfast and breakfast or whatever. But the thing is, is that when he got saved and his life was, was, was changed, um, he went to this church where this pastor was cursing out the congregation and uh, uh, gazing at the women and whatever the case may be. And, you know, finally, guess what? That, that, that morning when he was there, he said the pastor resigned. And the church asked him to be the pastor. And I can imagine. I said, whoa. And I talked to this pastor this week. I said, did anybody fall off on this guy? He's a novice. I mean, he's saved and everything. But he's a novice. But he got his mind made up. I once was lost. But now I'm found. He needed to be trained. He needed somebody to pour into his life. He goes to a church and a man who does not know God. Cursing out the congregation, messing with the women, and finally quits in, at the pulpit and left them hanging. It's a mess out there. But God always turns on the light. Where sin abound, what? Grace. What is it? Grace. That's much more abound. So don't get bent out of shape and focus all day on what people are doing. Look at what God is doing. The last moment, that man had no help. He was lingering. The people didn't want him. The Roman soldiers put him up there. The people didn't want him. You robber, I, I hope that you burn in hell. Sure enough, the moment he died, God says, well, the moment you close your, your eyes, I'm going to snatch you and you'll be tossed into hell and then into the lake of fire. There was no way of getting out, but all of a sudden, the lights click on. Grace! Marvin Sapp had the song, I never would have made it. <laughs> I, I never would have made it without you. I never would have made it. And let me tell you, every one of you that God clicked the light on, that should be your song too. You know what? I, I sat back and, and as I was doing this, I had to take a moment just to listen to that song. I never would have made it. I said, come on, man, sing this song. I never would have made it. I feel stronger, you know, wiser. I mean, just, I, I would have played it for you, the, the copyrights on that, but I would just, I would have. But the whole idea is just that, the, that the song just really ministered. Because you see, the moment that, that he would have died, God's judgment would have said, you have to go. But mercy said, no. So where did that come from, God? In God alone, mercy said no. And the same God that saved you and me, do you think that he'll let something happen to you 
beyond what you can bear? His grace and mercy keep saying what? No. His grace and mercy keep saying what? His grace and mercy keep saying what? No. We're family now. He has you. And it's not because you're special. It's because he's God. That this plea was clear and sincere. And said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Oh, he knew. He said, Jesus, that's the person. Remember me, that's personal. When, he know the period, when you come into your kingdom. It belongs to you. I know where you're going. <laughs> Just remember me, will you? I might not be good at theology. <laughs> the deep pardon was sure. And Jesus said to him, what was the first word he said? In other words, you can count on this. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> you will be with, I, I say to you, today you will be with me where? In paradise. He didn't say, don't worry about it, I got your back. He said, no, 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 no. Truly, put my stamp on it. You will not be a generic. Truly, you will be with me in paradise. He's walking in paradise, and here's, here's this deep walking by hand. And said, but then you're supposed to, I'm with him. I'm with him. <laughs> How did he? Because mercy said no. <laughs> That's why I'm with him. Watch him out. I'm with him. I'm walking with you. I have a, I have a new future, future. I have a new name. I have a new relationship. I'm going in a new direction. It's forever. I'm with him. And it didn't cost me a dime. I didn't have to go to school for it. I didn't have to be a theologian. <laughs> it's just that God just reached down and said, truly, you'll be with me. And guess what? In each one of our lives that Jesus Christ called, he said, truly, truly, you will be with me in paradise. Observation. Bring to a close. The Lord's response to the other thief was his silence, which was his sure seal to his eternal damnation with no mercy. To the first thief, did you notice Jesus didn't say a word? Not one word. Why don't you save yourself and save us? Jesus was quiet. He didn't respond. God Stop talking to him. It's over. God gave him up. It's over. And the wages of sin is death. You chose the cross. You're going to die on it. And then be tossed into the lake of fire. And I will have no pity on you. Matter of fact, there will be no light I will walk away and not look back. You had your chance and you mocked me instead of receive me. That's the first thief. The response that he gave to the thief that was, 
was his assurance of his salvation, the eternal uh, existence with him because God's mercy said no. That was to the second thief. He says, you'll be with me in paradise. A lot going on at Calvary, huh? A whole lot going on at Calvary. And as we look at that one last thing, you've been very patient. In our observation, the thief received mercy and grace when there was nothing to support his worthiness for it. We will encounter broken, uh, bitter, and hostile lives who will need the same response of mercy, grace, and grace from us. And if we lack the basics of our faith, just who are we representing? Now, you do, and I'll watch. You're going to run into the same type of people in your life, and I'm going to watch how you respond to them. But don't you forget how I responded to you. You didn't deserve it, and I extended it. When people come into your life, watch your attitude, and remember what I'm doing to you. And if you don't forgive men of their trespasses, neither will my father forgive you of what? Your trespasses. So as we close this morning, um, it's my prayer that each one of us have walked away with a thought from Calvary. More than uh, the, the Easter reflections Yes, he died on Calvary for us, and remember all of those things, but remember, you see God's active mercy in the midst of all of that. Then the question is, then if he, if he got off, who's going to pay for it? <laughs> and right next, right next to him, right next to him, I don't believe that Jesus died, the other two died yet, personally. But right next to him, Jesus Christ, after God laid it all on him, he cried before he died, it is finished. He paid for him. Say, check this out. You're forgiven, and I'm staffing it right now, and you're going to be with me in paradise as he bowed to die. And I can imagine as he gave his last breath, he, he probably was singing, I'm on my way to glory, <laughs> and I'm so glad, and the world can do me. I never would have made it. Never could have made it without you. I would have lost it all. But now I see how you were there for me I, I can say never would have made it and I think that we need to think about that too never could have made it without you I don't know what you thought you were doing or who you think you I were I would have lost it all you would have lost it all but now I see how you were there He's a wonderful for me Lord. and I can say I'm stronger. You're stronger. I'm wiser. <laughs> wiser. I'm better. Better. 
much better when I look back over all you brought me through. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Never would have made it. Not my life. I never would have made it. You would have seen where I come from. But his mercy said no. His mercy said no. And then he said, truly. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's bow. Father, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for the fact that uh, had it not been for cross of Calvary. And Jesus, you are not going all the way until you gave the last breath. We never would have made it. All of our works of righteousness would have been as filthy rags. Thank you for the new hope. Thank you for that direction. And Lord, if there be one on the sound of my voice that do not know you as Savior, may they understand that the only way that they can get to know you is that they have to admit that they're a sinner, that they cannot save themselves, that you died for their sins, and you rose again on the third day, and that you are the Son of God, and there's none other apart from you. You are the way, the truth, and the life. And Lord, I just pray right now, if there's one that does not know Christ, that will make the difference. And then, Lord, for those who are saved, just a reminder, just a reminder of just who we are in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. amen.